This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. And alhamdulillah, na'hamduhu, nasta'inuhu, nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Min yahdihillah, fala mudillalahu, min yudlil, fala hadiyalah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد. I've had an opportunity in this country to meet Muslims who are quite wealthy. When I lived in Liverpool. I met some of those soccer players. Being a person who doesn't like soccer, I didn't grow up with soccer. I didn't look at them as celebrities, but I was interested in their lives and what was going on. One of them is the brother from Senegal. His name is Sadio Mani, worth $20 million. Mo Salah, $90 million. Being in the house, the mansion, allowing me along with my children and the Shabbat from the masjid to eat and to have a good time in their houses, something that caused me to say about them, may Allah bless you and your wealth and your children. Barakallahu lakum fi amwalikum wa ahalikum. May Allah bless you, your money and your wealth. I'm not one of those people who I have any type of hasid if I see someone has more money than me. And I'm not one of those people who's obsessed with wealth. Had a dinner, and at the dinner, I just want to eat, and I want to get out of here. But one of the people I didn't know, all doing the dinner, one hour, just showing us pictures of, this is the house of my brother, this is the house of my friend, look at this Bentleys, this one owns this McLaren, it takes 10,000 pounds a month to take care of this house. And I'm like, I'm not into that. There are some people who are like that. They are overwhelmed buy watches and shoes and cars and motorcycles and houses and this and that. They really get off on that. And not only that, they dislike people in the dunya as a result of that. Could be relatives who have more than them. They have hasid, haqt. I say to the wealthy people in our community here in Green Lane, we have people here who have money. I don't know, $20 million, $90 million, I don't know. But we have some people who have money. From this member, I say to you, Niabitan, deputy, as a deputy to our community, may Allah bless you in your wealth. May Allah bless you in your children. Today's khutbah is for you people who have money secondarily, but it's more about the people who don't have money. People like myself, the vast majority of us don't have money. This is the beginning of the month of February. We pay the rent. And now we have six, seven, eight hundred pounds left over. Since COVID started, we haven't paid any council taxes. We owe three, four, five, ten thousand pounds in debt all over the place. There are people here, they have tens of thousands of pounds at their disposal. They could take everybody in the front row to Tipo Sultan and not even worry about what everybody orders. There are people like that. But the majority of us are not like that. Majority of us, we need money. We want money. This khutbah is for you. That the Prophet ﷺ taught us practically not to be of those people who stress out 
and worry and over-worry about not having money. And where is that money going to come from? In front of me in this masjid are people who are responsible for people back in Africa, back in Pakistan, back in Sham, wherever they come from. They have to take care of their mother and their father, their unmarried younger brother, their divorced sister. They have to take care of nieces and nephews, grandchildren, and so forth and so on. Where is that money going to come from? That money is coming. That's what the Prophet taught us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, that money is coming. And there's nothing you can do about it to speed it up. And there's nothing anybody can do about it to stop it if Allah decreed it for you. Just have to maintain the course. There was an incident where those people who needed money during the time of the Prophet. Now, you have to understand this. When the Prophet came to Al-Medina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was responsible for everybody, the state, because the people gave up their wealth in Mecca. So you're sitting in this mystery right now. He works. That's where he gets his money from during the month. This one over here is retired. He gets his money from over there. That one has some savings. That one over there, his mother is taking care of him. That one, their children, so forth and so on. Some people don't have any money. Rest assured that almost all of us, and Allah knows best, we have more money than what the companions used to have. And I understand it's a different time, different situation, but what I'm talking about is the poorest of the poor from amongst us, you eat every day. And you probably eat more than once. Now we have some situations where people are really struggling. But for the most part, we all took hot showers today. And we all ate breakfast today. And many of us are going to go and we're going to have lunch today. Our poverty, I'm, I'm poor. But my state of poverty is not like the state of the companions with Wanalati. I don't know what it is to go three, four, five days without eating. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it's like for my kid to cry all night and I have to keep playing with him because he's hungry. I don't know what that is. But those companions knew. That money is going to come to you. You just remember the companions were in the worst condition. Rasulullah's companions like Abu Bakr. People think Abu Bakr just made hijra and that was it. He came to Medina and that was it. That wasn't it. Every Muslim that was a relative of Abu Bakr that left Mecca, Abu Bakr gave him a stipend every single month. Every time, monthly, whatever the people needed, Abu Bakr was responsible for his relatives. That's how the rich people during the time of the Prophet did, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But some of us, we just think rich. No. Abu Bakr, Uthman, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, those people were responsible for their immediate relatives and their extended relatives. And then after that, secondarily, they were responsible for the community. They were responsible, so it was Uthman ibn Affan who prepared the ghazwat, the, 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 the army for Tabuk that was rough. He gave all the money. Rasulullah said, you won't be hurt. Anything you do after today, you won't be hurt. Look what happened with the poor companions during the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah went to the masjid for Salatul Fajr and he heard that there was a lot of noise and he recognized that one of the ten companions who had promised Jannah, his name is Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, he came back from al-Bahrain. He went to Bahrain to do what? To look at that long bridge that connects Bahrain with the next country. He went to the desert, to the Nafud, to hunt for lizards. Nope. He sent him to collect the jizya 
from the Arul Kitab of Al-Bahrain and bring that money back to the community because I have to take care of the people. I'm spreading Islam. You fight against Islam, I'm going to deal with you. And if you are living in the Jazirat Al-Harab, you have to pay. So they paid him the money. He came back with a lot of money. And it was at Fajr time. The companions from the Ansar heard and saw more people came to the masjid. After the Salat, the Prophet ﷺ wanted to leave and the people were in his way. As if to say, we need money. Don't leave without giving us some of this money. He said to them, and this is the point, it may be that you people are aware of the wealth that Abu Ubaid ibn al-Jarrah has brought. They say, yes, Ya Rasulullah, we need that money. He smiled and gave them sadaqah. He smiled to them and he gave them sadaqah. And then he gave them the bushra, as he used to do to people. He was a giver of glad tidings. He wasn't the type of person who couldn't wait to see people to break their hearts with news and information that was negative about people or anything. He told those people, Abshiru wa ammilu ma yasurrukum fa wallahi mal faqru akhsha alaykum walakinni akhsha alaykum and tubsata alaykum ad-dunya fa idha busitat tanafasuha kama tanafasuha fa tulhiyakum kama alhatum he smiled at them and said, glad tidings to all of you. Be happy about what you were hoping. I'm going to give you this money and I don't care. I'm not going to leave anybody out. I'm going to make sure that everybody wants money. You're going to get some of this money. He said, but I want you all to know, wallahi, I am not afraid that you are impoverished. I'm not afraid that you don't have more than a thousand pounds, 500 pounds saved right now. I'm not afraid that you're not a millionaire. You're not worth 500,000, 1,000, a million pounds. I'm not afraid. That doesn't make me afraid for any of you. He said, the thing that makes me afraid for all of you is for the dunya to open up. And the treasures of the dunya present themselves to you. And when that happens, you start to mutually compete with each other to acquire that dunya. And then you become distracted the way the people came distracted before you. And the dunya destroys you the way it destroyed the people before you. So the hadith clearly shows that the Prophet ﷺ was telling the companions, Ya Akhi, don't worry. The Nabi of Islam was more worried for people who had money than for people who don't have money. You're not having a lot of money can be a tremendous ni'mah on you. Allah puts forth a hypothetical situation that would be the reality of the vast majority of people if he gave them money. It may be that Allah will give you some money and authority, this money you want. You play for the picket, the lottery, you steal money, you're always dreaming about money. When I'm going to make this money, I can't wait to make this money. When I get this money, I'm going to do this and this and that and that. Allah said, it may be that Allah will bless you with that money. And then when you get the money, you turn around in arrogance. And you cut off your ties of relationship and you make facade and fitna in the earth. That would be the reality of the majority of the people having money. When that money came, the companion, Ummu Darda, said to her husband, Abu Darda, who was from the Zahideen, 
This man was a Zahid. Monday, Thursday, fasting, praying. This man was Zahid. She said, Ya Abu Darda, go to the Nabi Sallallahu ask him for money. The same way Fulan is asking, and Fulan is asking, and Fulan is asking. What are you doing? You have the right. Abu Darda said, I'm not going to go. I heard the Prophet say, Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alaihi Wasallam, Inna Amamakum Aqaba Kauda, La Yujawizuha al Muthkilun. Verily in front of you people, each and every one of you, is a steep mountain that you have to go up, which is called Yomul Qiyamah. It's a steep mountain that you have to go up. It's not just a mountain that is elevated and is manageable to go up. It is steep, Kauda. He said those people are heavily laden and burdened with a lot of stuff. They're not going to make it up that mountain because of the gravity that's going to pull you back with all of that stuff on your back that you have to get over the mountain. You're going to be asked about every single thing. Where did that hat come from on your head? Where did that jacket come from? And did you know you had a relative that didn't have a hat or a jacket? And where did this come from and that come from? So the Nabi sallallahu worried about the people who had money more than he worried about the people who didn't have money. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you gotta imagine this, stands before his companions in Medina in his masjid on a Friday, like right now, Yomul Jum'ah. He was talking to the companions and they heard a lot of commotion outside. It was a caravan that came from Sham. They had money, and the people in the caravan, they started playing bangles and flute and hitting the drums, letting people of Medina know, here we are. Look at this money. The Arabs never saw anything like it before. The companions were in the masjid. When they heard that and they saw that, they kept looking at the Nabi, looking out the window, looking at the Nabi, looking outside. Looking at, they got up and went outside because there was so much noise. They never heard it before, never saw it, experienced it. Allah revealed the ayat in Surah Al-Jum'ah, Surah Al-Jum'ah, وَإِذَا رَأُوا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوِنٍ فَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا قُلْ Whenever these people see this type of situation, they just get up and they just left you, Ya Muhammad. They saw the money and the games and they saw the dunya. They just left you in Jum'ah facing them and they all walked out except 12 people 12 people remain Allah said قُلْ مَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنَ التِّجَارَةِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ رَازِقِينَ tell them Muhammad what is with Allah is better than this money is better than these games is better than what you're having let it not be misunderstood Islam is not telling us to be poor and to be bums Islam is not telling us that but the majority of us don't have money. There's wisdom in that. The majority of the people in the world don't have money. It's a rahmah that you don't have money. You work hard. The money that you do have, spend it. Fi But don't think for one minute that Allah doesn't know what you need. And Allah isn't a razaq Instead, he is a razaq أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ونصر الله تعالى التوفيق والسداد الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد The dunya has been opened up on us 
And the dunya is a distraction. The dunya is a fitna. It's only playing around. That's all the reality of it is. So we can't allow the dunya being opened on us to cause us to be distracted. And one of the biggest distractions of the dunya right now is everything connected to social media and our telephones. Our children and us included is taken away from quality time between family members. Don't let the dunya distract you, especially social media. And don't let the dunya distract you by trying to get close to Allah with that and by that, which will bring you nothing but grief, Yomul Qiyamah. And that is to worship Allah with innovation. We are in the sacred month of Rajab. This is a month if you do bad during this month, that evil is magnified, glorified, it's heavier with Allah. And if you do good, the good of this month is better than the good outside of this month because it's a Rajab, Rajab of Mudr, one of the four sacred months that even the Kuffar of Quraysh used to honor. So if he had drama with his mother, drama with his father, Kuffar of Quraysh would rectify it in the month of Rajab. Ask people to forgive them. In the month of Rajab, the people of Tasawwif and other than that, they bring all of this stuff into our religion. Yesterday was the first Layla to Juma, the first Thursday night before Juma. Some of them make a salat al salat al gharaib. Some of them are going to do it tonight. Some of them going to do it tomorrow. And as the month goes, they're going to do a lot of stuff that competes with the Mawlid. And just like the Mawlid, you're not going to find Al Imam Abu Hanifa, Al Imam Shafi, Al Imam Mahdi. You won't find any of those Imams giving a ruling. Halal, haram, halal, haram, bid'ah, sunnah of the Mawlid because it was introduced after them. Salatul Ghaib, same thing. It was introduced after them, four or five centuries after the Nabi. So don't waste your time, ya miskeen, in the month of Rajab. Trying to get close to Allah with that which he has not legislated. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to establish us firmly upon the kitab and the sunnah. And to enrich us from his riches. And to make us of the riches of his servants. Keeping in our deen. Able to practice our deen. And may Allah cause the rich people from our community to step forward. Spin on those who don't have spin on the religion of Allah. And may he give us, those who don't have money, sabr to still deal with our situation. And protect us from having envy and jealousy of those who have been given the money. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.